The Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Columbia Academy, Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, Zion Christian Academy, Custom Stone Handlers, Covenant Technology, Coach's Corner, Fast Stop Convenience Stores, Lee Company, and Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. Specializing in orthopedic injuries, their ortho-quick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit them online at mtbj.net. Local high school sports and beyond. It's on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Oh. I was waiting for live, 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 live from the Lee Company studio. That was an oldie but goodie. Yeah, well, it caught me off guard, too. I was waiting for, for me to say something else, too. <laughs> you were waiting for you to say something else? <laughs> Love that. That's, yeah, yeah, put that on a bumper sticker. <laughs> that was so good. I was waiting for it, and it never came. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. <laughs> wow, what a start to the second hour of Southern Middle Tennessee sports. At, at, at least I can't hear us in Winchester anymore. <laughs> Maurice Patton, JP Plant behind the on the buttons over here, and Chris Yao. <laughs> Is awake, but has lost it. Yeah, you do you. You do. <laughs> <laughs> and you had to be in here during the break to understand that little inside, but yeah, very fitting. Uh, hope, hopefully, he'll be back with us in a second, which is more than we can say for our segment four guest. Apparently, um, it's been a while since I've been stood up. Jody, don't get any ideas. It's not. It's not been a while since we've been. You know. By somebody that's associated with Florida. Screwed. <laughs> um, Those guys. We, we expected to have Alan Taylor of The Athletic on with us to discuss Florida football and continue our Southeastern Conference football previews that we started <laughs> yesterday with Mitchell Forty of PowerMizzou.com. Um, we have not been able to make contact with Mr. Taylor despite exhaustive attempts during the break. So, um, we will try to reset that for another time. In the meantime, and that's okay because we, we we had to rush through that that baseball segment. Yeah, so we we, we really had more to say about baseball than we did. So I guess we'll say it. We say it. You had something to say. say that. You had something to say. Yeah. Say something. Say. Something. <laughs> um. It's this Saturday. This Saturday, uh, yes, oh, I was. Wow. Yeah, that's it's a that's unfortunate. Soon. Saturday, August fourteenth at eleven a.m. Oh, that's early. At Rickwood Field in Birmingham, the oldest continuously used professional baseball ballpark in America. Who's playing? You know it. It doesn't say. It just says, the reason I ask is because I've, I know at least one person that plays vintage baseball, and might, if it was her team. I try to get her on. That was kind of my thought. Was I, I would like to know who's playing, but I the it just says two teams from the Tennessee Association of <clears throat> Vintage Baseball. So, and I, I've tried to look up 
on their um their Facebook mm-hmm. to playing? to get a better uh it, but but it does not say which two teams anywhere on their Facebook in the event nothing so that's a it's just unfortunate yeah. um that being said still cool if you're in Birmingham you're listening down in in Birmingham and you got nothing to do on Saturday at 11 o'clock, Rick Woodfield is always a, a good time. One of the coolest experiences is the Rickwood Classic each year. Mm-hmm. And so any chance that I get to go to Rickwood, I usually do. Like I said, I, I, I used to get to get up on the, the, on the roof during Miles College baseball games. Uh, yeah, that was fun. And go chase foul balls. And If it was Saturday week. Yeah. I'd go. I would too because I'm already going to be down there Saturday week for a seven o'clock affair with some friends. Well, I wasn't already going to be down there, but I've got a. Could have went with me. I've got an assignment Saturday night that we'll be talking more about in this segment in this hour. That's correct. Yeah. So let's talk a little ba- baseball. Uh, let's talk a little more about this blackout situation. You said six teams? Six teams are blacked out in Iowa. The Cubs, the White Sox, the Royals, the Cardinals, the Twins, and the Brewers. None of which are in Iowa. None of which are in Iowa. Which means if you, even if you bought MLB TV, you would not get to see six different teams. Six teams. There are 30 teams in Major League Baseball. Six of 30, that's 20%. 20% of the teams you cannot see. Can you not see them, or are they on, like, do you have RSNs? Well, I mean, I, now that I can't answer. I don't live in Iowa. but I wonder if they have six different RSNs. I can't imagine they do. RSNs being regional sports networks for the uninitiated. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah. I just assume if you're listening to us, you, you have a working knowledge because we're, you know. You, you know what happens when you assume. There's that. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I, and I understood, I guess I understand the the thought process behind the blackouts when they started, but at this point they make no sense. Well, I don't think they made any sense when they started. I mean, I live four hours from Atlanta. I wasn't going to go and see all 81 of their home games, even if I could. <laughs> right? I mean, I. So, no, it doesn't. The blackouts. I don't know that the blackouts ever made sense. I mean, and, and, and I've never seen my dad so mad that it wasn't at me as he was when he when he used to live in Jacksonville and the Jaguars came to town and they found out that, you know, Jags home games were blacked out if they weren't sold out. That's right. And Jags home games didn't sell out a whole lot Very when they often. first started. So, yeah. Um, I mean, blackout rules, they were originally designed to make people buy tickets, theoretically. Did they work? I mean, I, I can't Good think question. they did. I mean, people didn't say, well, heck, I can't watch the game on TV. I guess I'll go drop. 150 bucks on a couple of tickets so I can go. Was that was that the conversation? I don't think it was. 
And it never was the conversation. That's kind of the thing. Yeah. So, like I mean, you said, you, I mean, even if you lived in Atlanta, I mean, you're not going to go to all 81 home games. Yeah. So you're telling me I can't see the game? I mean, it's doesn't make a lot of sense to me. But, but you can if you have cable. You can if you have cable. Yeah. You can see the game. You just can't get the stream then? Right. right. I mean, if if if, if all six of those teams have regional sports networks in Iowa, you can see those games. If you have cable. If you have cable. But you probably only get one depending on where you live. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if if all six are blacked out in the entire state or if it's just – Portions of the state, or? if there are six across the state, depending on where you live. I mean, there there are I so many not things. Very big though, so. But there are six teams apparently within Striking close distance. enough distance yeah. that they're blacked out. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's insane. It but. is, and and it it just doesn't make for a sport that really needs to be more fan-friendly than it is, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. If you ain't, if you ain't preaching. We, we've talked about it on the show. Baseball is in a crisis as far as fanship and viewership goes. Mm-hmm. And, and then they pull this. And you're making it harder for people to see baseball. That doesn't make sense it, to me. It, that doesn't compute. It really doesn't. Does not compute. Yep. I mean, it's 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 unfortunate. It really is. Um, talking a little more about the Braves as we talked earlier, you know, <laughs> Travis Darno getting back is pretty big. Rosario <laughs> is Kevin Smith getting gone is bigger. <laughs> Rosario is starting to rehab. He's starting in Gwinnett tonight. I don't know that he's necessarily even. I mean, I'm not sure you bring him up. What do you do with him if you do? Right. I mean, that's kind of an issue is that. And not just what do you do with him if you do, but who do you. You can't send him down. Who who do you send down? Almonte. Is Almonte still on the roster? Because if he is, then yes, that's the case. I've not seen otherwise. I guess he is. I don't know why. So he's your fourth. He's the fourth outfitter right now. Basically. Well, then I can see that. I mean, RC is not going anywhere. No, RC RC is already. Um, um, Adrianza. Adrianza is not going. No, because well, and and especially with Freddie Freeman moving around the way he was last night. Because he's going to come in at third when Riley goes to first when Freeman comes out. That's right. You have to have so Adrianza isn't going anywhere. Nope. So you have, and then Waskari Noah was long tossing last night inside Truist Park. So I, I assume that he's planning on. But was he in the batting cage? That's really what matters. Because honestly, if he's on if he's on the roster, he's more of a threat as a uh, hitter at this moment than a pitcher. So you know, there's that. Uh, got to got to think his hand is doing well. Obviously, if he's long tossing, so he's he's thrown some rehab assignments. He's probably feeling good, so I'm sure he gets the call up as soon as it is his turn to pitch. And then, unless Anderson, he's coming out the pen, I don't think he's coming out of the pen. I don't think he is. I mean, obviously, right now we've been kind of patchworking that that fifth spot anyway. 
But then you've got Ian Anderson, who is apparently on the short list for Rookie of the Year. Have you seen this? Yeah. Like, what? I mean, he has been good. Don't get me wrong, but, like, I, I guess it just didn't. I still think he was better last year. Well. It, and I wonder how much his performance last year has to do with his Rookie of the Year consideration this year because he's been okay this year. I don't know that he's necessarily been great this year. Um, Darno is starting and batting seventh tonight, as you said. So it's Albie, Solaire, Freeman, Riley, Swanson, Duvall, Darno, Heredia, and Croissant. I'm sorry, look, Toussaint. Look at me predicting where he'd hit. Cause you, I, 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 with I, the big brain. You know me, I'm thinking just like uh, you and Snitker. Me and Snitker, we, we think alike. Yeah, y'all are soulmates. So in in ninety six innings pitched this year, Ian Anderson is a three five six ERA. That's a half run. Who was worse. the guy, who? Trevor Rogers from Miami was the only guy ahead of him in a rookie of the year consideration article that I saw here a few days ago. I think it was um Jim Bowden with MLB dot com. So gotcha. Uh, it, he has been. So so much, he, he was much better last year in those 32 innings pitch, which obviously super small sample size. Uh, and three, five, six ERA ain't nothing to argue with. I mean, I just didn't, I didn't realize it was that. No, and an opponent batting average at two twenty six. You take that. That's I'll, I'll take it all day. I yeah. mean, the the real the real surprise here is that he's even eligible. But I guess he only pitched 32 innings last year, so. There you go. Yeah. Uh, that blew me away. So what do you do with these pitchers once you get them back? It's a great problem to have. Finally. Especially if Matzik continues pitching the way that he's been pitching. Rodriguez has been fantastic. Jackson and Will Smith are the same person. Uh, <laughs> Just throw with different arms. They, they throw with different arms, and only one of them typically – uh, gets the benefit of the doubt, whatever game they're pitching in. <laughs> so, at Jake Morley, I'm I'm sorry, at Jake underscore Morley. I'm assuming they are referring to MLB.tv blackouts. In theory, they should be able to watch those teams locally if blacked out on MLB.tv. Here in Tennessee, the Reds and Braves are blacked out, but available on local cable channels. Well, that's all well and good if you got local cable. I don't. Yeah, like if you have Hulu or YouTube TV, mm. you can't get. Bally Sports. And that's a problem. All right. And in the world that we live in today, it doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. If I'm paying you for a streaming service, well, we're paying them, though. That's no, the thing. money the other way. Cable and MLB trying to hold on to cable. They are. And I thought it was, I thought sports was going to be the reason the, the, that the cable died. The straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah. And I was wrong. <laughs> You ever been wrong? Happened to me. <laughs> I mean, I really thought when ESPN Plus and ESPN Three began that it was over. There were th- that regional sports networks and and cable were were done for, and un- unfortunately, that's not the case. So, it is what it is. Yep. We cannot do anything about it. Call your local cable provider. Tell them to. Kiss off, I guess. 
Good luck with that. Don't do that because then you can't watch the Braves or the Reds apparently in Tennessee. In Tennessee. Yeah. Oh, man. Hate that for him. Let's talk some high school football. What do you say? Let's try. All right. When we come back, we're going to try to get Zion Christian football coach Jeff Jordan on the line. Uh, maybe we'll have better luck. I'd hope so. Than we did in the last segment. So That's, I think we're about out of baseball to talk about. Yeah, well, <laughs> there's that. So when we come back, it's Jeff Jordan on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Stick with us. Hey, folks. While we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Sports talk you'll only find here. It's Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Live from the Lee Company Studio with the Hall of Famer Mo Patton, here's Chris Yow. Welcome back in. Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint coming up on the bottom half of hour number two. That one actually had the little live from the studio. I said what I was waiting to hear. You know, you wouldn't have to use the uh, the effects on that if we had Mel Tillis doing it. Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> Look, it's been that kind of day, huh? <laughs> it really has. Been that kind of day. It's It's been the Monday as Wednesday ever on this show. That's at Chris Yow 14. Hey, so, listen, Mel Tillis never had made any bones about the fact that he stuttered. I'm just saying. He, he was he, he never made any bones about it and was certainly not above making fun of himself uh, for doing it. So, by the way, uh, yes, the, the name is up with the Twitter handle in case you're watching on Facebook. Thank you. If you need, yeah. yeah. I, I just mm-hmm. for 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 either our radio listeners or our <laughs> visually impaired, whichever. It's at Chris Yow. 14. It's not at Mopat and underscore sports. I didn't say that stuff. So just don't come for me, Pam. I mean, unless you. (laughs) (laughs) Unless. Listen to you. (laughs) Coach Jeff Jeff Jordan is on the line right now and he's going, What in the world? What have I gotten myself into? into? That's it. That's it. That's it. Coach, we're trying to put off talking about eight-man football as long as we can. Because we know none of us knows anything about it. Because nobody on this show has any idea what it's about. But you got a little taste of it last Saturday, as did Mo. I got a little taste. So uh, how you feeling? I'm feeling pretty good about it. Um, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. It's, it's more similar to the 11-man game than people would probably think. So you lose. You lose two offensive linemen and one eligible receiver. And other than that, everything can look exactly the same. We can run 
an eye formation. Um, we can run a spread formation without a running back, or you can have three receivers and a running back. But it, it looks really similar to the 11-man game. And, and it looks real similar to the 11-man game when you – load up up front the way South Haven Christian did against you guys in the second portion of your, your jamboree up at Christian Community Schools um, Saturday night. I mean, they look like – I never expected to see power football in eight-man football the way they lined up and, and ran it. I mean, um, and and I'm not sure what you were expecting, but what was it like watching that aspect of the game? I mean, it was a little surprising, um, but honestly, I didn't know what to expect going into it, so I kind of just had an open mind to everything and, and told the boys that we would adjust as I as I saw things. Um, generally, when you go into a game, you have some scout film or maybe you've played against that coach before and you, you kind of know what they'll run. Uh, but, but coming to this league, I, I had no clue what anybody was going to run. So I was surprised to see that kind of size and, and power coming at us. But I, I think the boys handled the adjustments and handled everything pretty well. Speaking with Jeff Jordan, Zion Christian football coach, between his Saturday jamboree appearance up at Christian Community Schools and his eight-man football season opener Saturday against South Haven Christian in Springfield. Um, Jeff, what do you think you can take out of Saturday to get ready for Saturday? I, I think it's a little um, unique, I guess, to face a, face a team in a jamboree and then get to actually play a game against that same team a week later. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's definitely something you don't see often. Um, what I can take away from it is, is more so on the game planning side. Uh, I can see what they run, see what they like to do, and I can make some adjustments off of that. And, and, and the same goes for them. They see what we run, and they'll, they'll make their adjustments as well. You, you um, say that, but, I mean, <laughs> it's not like you were out there showing a lot of stuff. <laughs> Because you didn't have a whole lot of stuff to show. <laughs> no, no, not at all. So, I, like I told the boys before, I just wanted to see them compete and have something. Um, so, yeah, it, it's, it's unique, but I've, the adjustments I, I see that I need to make was, was more so on my game planning side, not not necessarily in, in what the boys were doing. Um, we, we had some execution issues in the game, but – other than that, the boys played hard, and if we can repeat that this week, I think that'll be awesome. How do you feel about the offensive mindset of this team? You know, are you going to try to to be kind of wide open, or do you expect to have to utilize the run game in unique ways? What's what's most likely to be seen out uh, at Holcomb Field this year? Well. My plan going into this was to be pretty similar to my 11-man offense because we were so close to our season and we'd already worked all of the summer on our 11-man offense. So to switch to eight-man at the last minute 
I, I didn't have time to do research and see what's most successful and and know where my guys will fit. So I, I basically just have to do my what I know at this point in time. So it'll look similar to what I was planning on doing. We'll we'll spread it out some and try and pass the ball, but we'll also try and run the ball a lot too. Uh, it looked like if Saturday night was any indication that you've got some guys that, that can make some plays for you in the passing game in particular with um, with Jack Williams and, and Max Brown. Uh, we saw Max a lot last year and um, continues to be dangerous down the field. And a um, couple of guys that can throw it for you as well. Yeah, I, I thought both quarterbacks played pretty well, uh, Jaron and Logan. Both did a great job in, in the situations that, I, that we, they were put in. Um, Max and, and Jack did a great job as well. I, I think Brandon Porter at the end is, is going to be a weapon for us as well. And we'll, we'll make some adjustments this week as we continue to figure out what works. I, I think the offense is going to look even better coming this weekend. It's going to be exciting. Eight-man football is a unique sport one of the one of the, the more unique things about it is uh, the offensive line being just just three people. It, stop me if I'm wrong. Are any of those eligible as tight ends or no? Yes, they can be. There's no numbers restriction in eight man football. That's what I. Whereas like. in eleven man in eleven man, if you have a number between fifty and seventy nine, you're not eligible for a pass. If you play on the line, you have to wear a number between fifty and seventy nine. Um, in eight-man football, you can wear whatever number you want, and you're eligible as long as you're the end man on the line of scrimmage or you're off the ball. So then the center can't be eligible, but anybody else can. It can be. Well, oh, yeah. Okay. If you go unbalanced yeah. line. Okay. All right. Hmm. Yeah. That gets you go unbalanced, you, you, can make the center, you can make the center eligible. So I, I equate it to um, – Flag football, if anybody's ever played in an adult flag football league, it, it's similar to that. Maybe, uh, maybe if you have to, once you, you get really get a chance to get into this, maybe you can head up to Fairview and see if Chris uh, Hughes has got any anything up his sleeve since he's such a massive flag football quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, oh, I, I bet I bet he can I bet he can draw me up some plays that would score some touchdowns pretty quick. In this, so. <laughs> I bet you're right. I bet you're right. Um, speaking with Jeff Jordan, the Zion Christian football coach, as he gets prepared for his season opener against um, South Haven Christian. Jeff, one of the things that you said to me after the um, the jamboree on Saturday was, with the three man line, you know, those defenders are closer to the backfield than you you kind of realize. Yes, that is that is very true. Um, they they got back there a, a lot faster than we had anticipated. And after talking with, you know, he he told me the same thing. So we've we've made some adjustments on on some game planning types of things. You know, in eleven man football, generally they're 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 going to send an extra guy, and the quarter that's who the quarterback is responsible for. So through our game planning this week, I've told both quarterbacks, I can block three, you're responsible for the fourth. And we'll, we'll do our best to make it work that way. I think we've made some adjustments this week that will help us execute that a little better. Well, that seems fair. 
You can block three, and and the fourth one's on him. That that's that's the same way it is in eleven man football. So, yeah, you know, it's just yeah. it's not. The only that real the real difference is what's the what the field is going to look like <laughs> with only yeah. eighty yards instead of a hundred. I, I think that that gets a little unique. But other than that, it seems you know seems to be like you guys well, are. What's that? Well, all not all fields will be eighty yards. So really? our field will be yards. Um, I'm the sorry. Only thing that's you, bro- regulated- you broke up on us just a second, Jeff. Your field will be one hundred. Is that what you were saying? Okay. Now, will y'all be? Will you? What width will you be at? We'll be at forty yards. Okay. Okay. Then they give it's forty yards wide, and then either eighty or a hundred. And y'all are going to play one hundred. Yes, we'll play one hundred because that's what our field is. Uh, Community Christian with eighty, uh, they use the outfield of their baseball field, so they didn't have a hundred yards to give. Okay. Gotcha. That makes sense. Okay. Well, then, uh, and, then it, the field will not look any different. <laughs> yes, and, and the way Coach Flanders at Community Christian explained it to me, he's the he's the head coach of Community Christian, and he's the director of the football league. In eleven man football, the width the width of the field is one player per four point nine yards, and in eight man football, it's one player per five yards. So the spacing is the same; it's just less people. Interesting. Makes sense to me, man. That's yeah. that's really cool. So we're really interested to see how this how this goes. I know you are, you know, kind of still getting your feet wet, but but you know, athlete wise, you guys have some great athletes, and you, you're definitely going to be, uh, you know, you're definitely going to be competitive in this league. So we look forward to what you guys are able to do in year one, uh, and getting used to it, just as we are. Definitely, definitely. So we'll we'll play we'll play Saturday at South Haven, and next Saturday we'll be at home at Holcomb Field for our first ever home game. So if anybody wants to come out and take in this eight man football game, come out next Saturday, August twenty first at six p.m. We'll play against uh, Franklin Classical. Should be fun. Jeff Jordan, time football coach, joining us here on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day. Coach, thanks again so much for taking some time with us. We appreciate it, and we'll see you uh, soon. All right. I appreciate what y'all do for us. Yes, sir. There you go. It's going to be fun. That's It's it's, it's interesting. It's a I, unique you know, game. I, I checked one off the bucket list Saturday night. Saw some eight-man football. I'll actually see a game. Saturday night. (laughs) That you will. All right. We are going to get out of here for segment number five. We got Wild and Wacky Wednesday coming up. And, well, let's just say the the sports theme will continue, at least in the beginning, because it's wild and it's wacky. So stick around. Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Back after this. Fast Stop Markets is a full-service, family-owned convenience store chain located in 14 locations throughout Middle and West Tennessee. For those in our listing area, you can find them in Columbia, Centerville, Lawrenceburg, Spring Hill, Dixon, and White Bluff. Fast Stop partners with wholesale fuel brands like Shell, Marathon, and Exxon, delivering a consistent customer experience that is fast, friendly, and clean. If it's not already, it will soon become your go-to store to shop in town or on the road. Fast Stop Markets is proud to be keeping you moving in Tennessee. 
Keep your home as comfortable as possible. If you have any issues with your air conditioner, electrical, or plumbing systems, call Lee Company. Our techs use visual findings and other technology tools to add transparency and clarity. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on the roof. We're here 24-7, so if you need us, call us. Lee Company, call 931-548-4448 today or schedule your appointment at LeeCompany.com. That's LeeCompany.com. Wednesday on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today with the two zaniest guys this side of the Duck River. It's like you joined a circus or something. Here's Chris and Mo. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. We never got our circus music. Oh, we, uh, <laughs> there it is. I, I still think we need Close. The, the, the baby elephant yep. thing. The the what is walk of the baby elephants or something like that. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the the dance or the uh-huh. yeah. yeah. We'll work on that. <laughs> so I'm gonna start this wild and wacky Wednesday with some sports uniform news. Have you guys seen the new? Uh, Texas A&M and Nebraska <laughs> uniforms have not. Have you ever seen Nebraska's Cornhusker Cornhusker Big Red mascot with the red overalls? overalls? Yeah, that's the uniform. That's the uniform with the red, the straps. pinstripes. No, 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 the the red overalls. With he the has straps coming. It's a white jersey oh, wow. up here. Okay. yeah, with red straps. Okay, how do you get a twenty year old to wear that? You don't. Hmm. Uh, ask Scott Frost. <laughs> I mean, when they did the black uniforms, I thought Nebraska was going to burn down. Well, the black uniforms for Nebraska sense. aren't so bad because that's their their black shirts, the right. defense. Yeah. So, but still, I mean, this is you're you're trying to put kids in red overalls. In red overalls, and I guess the pants that you wear with that are red, then, right? Right. Hmm. Now. <laughs> It's, it could hmm. be worse. You could play for Texas A&M, who – now, I, I'm pretty sure these were mock-ups and jokes. I don't know. It very well could be real. Do they have know. Adidas uh, <laughs> on yes. They're both, both Adidas, Adidas schools, are they both not? Both of them are Adidas schools. So they could very well be real. This very well I saw could. the Nebraska ones. I've not seen A&M. What, what you it's got? It's even worse. What? Uh, oh, oh, this is – it's, no, it's denim. I, I refuse to believe it's worse. It's denim. It's denim. Hmm. <laughs> can you see that on the screen? Yep. Can they see that on the screen? Uh, yeah, they can. It's denim. Okay, I was wrong. <laughs> you ever been wrong? Happened I, I, to you? Yeah. Wow. Um, the, did Vince Wilfork go to A and M or something? <laughs> oh, nice. That was nice. That was nice. Oh, good one. Yeah, so anyway, I don't think that's happening for real, for real. But if it did, I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. It is Adidas. They've they've done weirder things. So I could see Nebraska. I, I don't think. In the SEC? Come on now. Yeah, no. 
Yeah, we, right. We we take off with buses. <laughs> well, and right as right as they were on the cusp of becoming a major player last year, and and they've Four, got they a rank, good. They rank what fifth, sixth in the preseason. Uh, they poll? are number sixth six in the preseason poll. Yeah, yeah. right yeah, behind it, I mean. You don't do that if you're uh-uh. number six. If, you, if no. you're trying to be taken seriously, unless no. you're yeah. Oregon. But Oregon did it first. Yeah, that's right. So there's that. And it's you know it's Nike and yeah. Phil Knight. I mean it you know it made sense. It made it makes sense at Oregon. I mean, some NAI school or something like yeah. that. But no, not Texas A&M. <laughs> yeah, so much for uh, for being the. Um, the major school in, in that state. I mean, with a uniform like that, it's just opening the door for Texas. Right? You don't think Texas is going to use it? Trust me, son. We'll never make you wear anything. You won't wear like denim that. in Austin. <laughs> <laughs> our, our helmets may have a cowboy hat on top of it one but, day, but, but that's about but it. But we're not going to make you play in in denim. No, no. Come to Austin. Um, here is a unique. Statistic: One in twenty-two people are psychopaths. <laughs> one in twenty-two. One in twenty-two. What's the official uh, moniker for a psychopath? Uh, does it not say? I mean, it doesn't. But the top ten jobs with the most psycho most psychopaths. It's not sports journalism. Media CEO, okay. lawyer, yeah, radio host. Okay. So, JP? Yep. You know 22 radio hosts? So, um, I guess, you know, if you got a little genius in you, huh? You're a psychopath? A person suffering from chronic mental disorder with abnormal or violent social behavior. Wow. If one in 22 people are psychopaths, and the number three job that they pick is radio host, and the number six job they pick is journalist... Oh, One of us Lord. is a psychopath. Yeah, wow. numbers aren't in our favor. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> Not in our favor. Goodness gracious. Not at all. Yeah. Just thought I'd throw that out there. Let's hope our other halves aren't mm. listening right about now. Hey, so. um, JP, you got Venmo? Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a an account. I don't remember the last time I've been to Venmo, but yes. So, you know, we eat lunch together quite a bit, right? The three of us, yes. So the next time that you... Reach over and take a few fries. Uh-huh. I'll make sure to charge you for that, like this gentleman who charged his friend forty-seven cents for <laughs> eating some of their fries on. Wow! The- <laughs> wow! <laughs> Where did he come up with forty-seven cents? That's a great question. I thought it was. Hmm. I, I don't know. All I know is the the other person set it on a total of twenty-three eighty-three uh, for the guy's meal plus tip, and then he got the seventy forty-seven cents for snaking a few fries. Hmm. So. I, okay. I don't know. I mean, I think it should be $10. If your friend buys you something small like coffee or, or you know, coffee or something like if 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 I just say, hey, you know, I got this one. Yeah. You get me next time. Yeah, like, that's exactly. the limit, right? Uh-huh. It's all cool. Up to 10 bucks. Yep. So, anyway, I just thought that was funny. I, <laughs> wow. I, I'm going to charge you for Venmo. Cent, oh, 47 cents, though. That's I think that's what gets me. Yeah, I, I want to know how that one came up, came about for sure. Yeah, any any comment uh, response from that in that in the Venmo app? <laughs> I would love it. You're dreaming. <laughs> so, um, you guys, I don't know if you're like me. My kitchen table 
kind of catches stuff. Okay. A lot of junk mail mm. does my kitchen table catch. Yes. Okay. If I lived in Taft, California, about 100 miles northwest of Los Angeles, I wouldn't have that issue because apparently there's a thief running around stealing folks' junk mail. Junk mail. But not their kitchen tables. Out of their house. Hmm. Out of their house? He goes into a home. All right. Brand new Roomba. In the house, yeah. he opens the box, takes the Roomba out, takes the box with him. Hmm. Then he rips a big hole in the bathroom wall for no reason, starts going through the drawers, but left all the valuables behind. But he did find something worth stealing, and that was, you know, the Roomba. Yeah. Left that box, just uh, left the Roomba, took the box, and then picked up a suitcase and hauled it out thinking you know there's got to be something in there right nope it was full of junk mail yeah so the person who lives there spotted them in the driveway chased them off and said uh, said he stole the suitcase with the junk mail uh the cops eventually found the suitcase but we don't know if they caught the person or not it's also not clear if they got the junk mail back well all you got to do is just uh listen to the uh the evening radio show for the psychopath radio broadcaster that is stealing junk that, mail in Taft, California. Because without yeah. question, that's psychopathic. <laughs> Who? All I'm saying is, I'm not mad at the guy if he comes in and takes my takes my junk box. Mail. Yeah. Because now I don't have Take to go recycle. Okay. I don't have to go recycle the box. That's true. The room became in. There's a favor. And he's taking my junk mail mm-hmm. off too. I'm good. Yeah. If he'd asked real nicely, I'd have just given it to him. Well, not not only that, I'd steal him, your identity though. Give him all my junk mail. Junk junk mail typically doesn't have. Anything more than that's your true. name and address on that's it, true. but still, I mean, that's that's a favor. That's a lot not of coupons thief. are there too. I guess maybe that's that could be. It. Yeah, a lot of coupons. I do. I a lot, do lot of a lot of good deals with uh, cable companies. <laughs> if you want to watch <laughs> RSNs, that's about it. <laughs> I mean, that's all I got now. now he, I saved the best for last. Okay. I don't know if you guys have any wild and wacky weirdest and wildest news from across the world but i do have this one and i saved this one for last because well (sighs) folks in the uk all i'm jolly old england all i'm saying is sometimes they're out there (laughs) and there's a reason be careful you're in the midst of a of someone who li- who knows has a family member lives over there. Yeah, that is true. Let's hope that she stays at this hotel <laughs> and gives us a first-hand report when she comes in next month. Okay. Well, I, I would I would almost send her the two hundred seventy-seven dollars it takes to, to spend, stay huh? to stay there because okay. it is a Willy Wonka themed hotel Ooh. room that includes lickable wallpaper. Oh, hello, lickable. You wall- heard me. Did I? St- is it? <laughs> Turnabout's fair play, Mo. Oh, no doubt. Absolutely. Yeah. A a hotel in the UK will soon be offering a stays in Willy Wonka-themed hotel room with lickable wallpaper. It also uh, will have... I'm sorry. It's it's happening at what is called the Chocolate Box. It is a chocolate-themed hotel in uh, Burnmouth on the southern coast of England, a little more than 100 miles southwest of London, if that means anything to you. It does not to me. Uh, in addition to the lickable wallpaper that's in a variety of fruity flavors, there's also a chocolate fountain with fruit and marshmallows for dipping. 
bowls okay. of candy that can be restocked at no extra charge. Yeah. Any bubble gum that can help you fly? <laughs> That's what I'm hoping. The room key, uh, well, I don't know, because the last, the last sweet candy that I ate that made me fly, <laughs> I did not want to eat again. Uh, <laughs> The room key looks like a golden ticket, and you can take a bath in chocolate if you want to. So now, so tell me, do they repaper this room after every stay or something? Yeah, I mean, correct. They they re they re wallpaper the room. So they say. Yeah, I'll have to see that. Yeah, let's go stay in this room in the middle of a pandemic. Uh, well, not that. With the wallpaper that somebody else has mm-hmm. licked. Uh, no, thank you. These snozberries taste like snozberries. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All I'm saying is, you know, uh, lickable wallpaper and chocolate boxes. Wow. Can, we, can we get some of that wallpaper? On, on, I wish we'd have had some of that on the school bus that I rode, and I wouldn't have had to lick just the windows. <laughs> Explains so much. So doesn't it? So doesn't much. it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, mm. that's my wild and wacky for the day and the week. That's mm. all I got. Mm. Appreciate it is you wild. Guys. Appreciate it you guys hanging out with us, man. It's uh, it's been it's been a Wednesday. It's been the Mondayest Wednesday of ever uh, of all time for us. But it is what it is. We'll be back tomorrow. Thursday is always a fun day here. So come join us. Same bat time, same bat channel. One zero one seven W K O M. WZYX 94.5 The Eagle for two hours tomorrow. If you missed any part of the show, it is on, available on the podcast, wherever you get your podcasts, Apple, Spotify, uh, TuneCore, all those places. Check them out. We appreciate you guys hanging out with us again. Come back tomorrow, 4 p.m. For J.P. Plant and Mo Patton, I'm Chris Yow saying have a great day and stay cool, Columbia. Thank you for listening to the Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today special guest podcast brought to you by Parks Motor Sales. Don't forget to listen each day live 9 to 11 a.m. on WKOM 1017 FM in Columbia. Also visit our website sm-tnsports.com for more local sports coverage in Southern Middle Tennessee.